0: Love, talk, radio the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He restored my soul, though I walk through the valley, Thou art with me, Thou preparest me today. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio, the 7th day of March, 2019, 7 a.m on the East Coast of the United States. Broadcasting today from North Central West Virginia. Continuing on in our study in the book of Ephesus, going to begin today around verse 13, talking about by one spirit, we were all baptized into one church. How the Holy Spirit is the guardian of the church. The Holy Spirit is the leader of the church. And the Holy Spirit is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity. But before we get into God's word today, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to once again expound your word, the word that'll never ever pass away, the word that you sent to heal us. And Lord, your blood's against every principality and every power today that tries to contradict. Or stop your gospel because you said heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word by no means will ever pass away. And you'll, your word will do that which you sent it to do because you are truth, and you said your truth will set us free. We thank you today in Jesus' holy, righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God, the Holy Spirit, who protects the church. As long as the church is under the tutelage and the guidance and is yielding to the Holy Spirit of God. It's when churches get outside of the Holy Spirit and the Bible says when we do this we grieve Him and when we allow flesh to intercede and come into the house of God and form isms and sisms and uh, traditions of men The Bible says. Because the Holy Spirit, of course, showed up. He always was and always will be, but He manifests Himself strongly in the book of Acts, chapter 2, at the day of Pentecost. At the birth of the church age, the New Testament church, purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we've talked about the church this week, we've talked about Christ's purchase the body, that we are the body. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit that guides and directs, that we should give credence to, that we should not make a move without consulting and allowing the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in the body of Christ. No matter about the name over your door, the Holy Spirit should take presence in the house of God. And one way you can find out if the Holy Spirit is moving in the church is, is their division? Is there division? Is there much controversy? Now, whenever you get people together, you're going to have a certain amount of that for sure, because people are people. But the Holy Spirit, when we yield ourselves unto him and allow him, as I said before, to have precedence in the house of God. When we humble ourselves before God, as the Bible instructs us to do, for in due time you shall be exalted. And we allow the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the the promise that Jesus said, I will send one back that will lead you and guide you in all of my truth and all of my righteousness. As getting back to what I said, that one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is not in complete control is a spirit of division, causes division. Well, the one that probably shows up the church more than a lot of people do, and that's uh, the powers of darkness, where they come to kill, to destroy, to divide, asunder, to interrupt, to confuse. But God said, I'm not the author of confusion. And the Bible says that Jesus is the author of, And the finisher of our faith. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse thirteen, which he would do do you good, do us all good to study first Corinthians chapter twelve, the operation of the Holy Ghost in the house of God under the guidelines of the nine spiritual gifts that, yes, should be operating in the house of God today. For he said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 12, for as the body is one, hmm, as the body is one, one, one body, one body. uh, There's no stalls or divisions in the Bible. You'll not find denominations mentioned in the Bible. Just to get right down to it, denominations are man-founded. When you hear of certain groups, certain churches, there's always an individual that's behind starting that particular denomination. I'm not saying they were all good or all bad, but the Word of God says that there's one body, one Lord, one baptism, and we should operate accordingly. See? I think one of the greatest, the greatest weapons that Satan has used against the church is division, it is division. Criticism constantly finding fault, constantly taking jabs at your fellow Christian, listen, it goes on, and it it it, it can become hateful and despiteful, and uh people will say things and say that because of my righteous indignation, okay well, saying we don't have a righteous indignation. But when, they're, when, when the things we say cause division, then we've got a problem. Because a house divided will not stand. For we, as the body, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. He's not divided. Is Christ divided? No. No. When Jesus, when they accused him of being Beelzebub and casting out the devil by the power of Beelzebub, he said, is Satan's house divided? Can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub? Is his kingdom divided? Okay. So should the kingdom of God be divided? No. No. Should there be divisions in the church? No. That's not the will of God. Bible says we should see eye to eye. Now listen, as I said before, wherever you get people together, there's disagreements. But the Bible says, "Let us pay attention to the weightier matters of the law." Now, of course, we don't run the law, but that means the things that really count, things that are important, the things that impact the lives of people. First Corinthians 12:13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into how many bodies? One. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, okay, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So there there, there, there shouldn't even be social divisions, economical divisions. Is there? Yes. Of course there is. We can see it. It's as plain as the nose on our face. See? That there is division at times in the house of God. As I said before, it's the strongest weapon, the strongest weapon, the Satan uses. It divides God's people. Because when we get focused on other things, other than Christ and him crucified, when we leave the criteria and the mandate but what Jesus commanded, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. When we leave that, the basis. See? He told the church at Ephesus, which we're talking about in Ephesians, where Timothy was the pastor, and some say John was too, at the end, for he was on the Isle of Patmos. But he said, you've, you've not lost your first love. He said, you left it. And I believe one of the aspects of the first love was the spirit to evangelize. The spirit by which we are mandated to go in the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. So people don't need to come into the house of God where there's confusion. They're trying to get out of confusion. That's why we need to be obedient unto the Holy Spirit. See, we can't do this by ourselves. Our our human traits sometimes want to overcome us. There's only one way. Paul said, I die daily. What did he die to every day? The Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to operate to the fullness in his life. And we know in Paul's life, it did after his experience on the road to Damascus. The Holy Spirit ruled and reigned in his life, and the Holy Spirit was his guide. He taught about the Holy Spirit. He wrote about the fruit of the Spirit. He wrote about the the gifts of the Spirit. He wrote how the church should operate as a fine-tuned machine under the tutelage and the guides and the power of the Holy Ghost. For by one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, have all made to drink in one spirit. Ephesians one thirteen. In whom ye also trusted, or hoped, after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Sealed. Sealed. Now, when I was a kid, back in those days, people canned food a lot. We grew our own food, and in the fall of the year, we would can food, beans and beets and corn and all this kind of stuff. And in other words, we put it up to be preserved for a long period of time, but it had to be sealed. I can remember going to sleep at night with the mason jars, uh, those uh, food in the mason jars and those lids, and you would hear them pop, when they were sealed, pop, and they would last for a long, long time. So he says here that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of what? promise. For Jesus Christ, the Bible says it's the spirit of prophecy. We just come out of the book of Revelation, and there was a lot of talk about being sealed by the power and by the Spirit of God, the sealing power of. Of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost to keep us, as I said before Jesus said, "I will send you one back. behold, go to Jerusalem, and wait until you be endued with power. Is there power lacking in the house of God today? Of course, there is, of course, there is, so he says they were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise." Colossians one five says, "For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore ye heard before in the word of truth of the gospel." Second, sec, Second Thessalonians two ten says, "And with all deceitfulness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved." Who is truth? Jesus Christ is truth, and the Holy Spirit is that Spirit of truth. John one thirty three and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which, which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. This is John the Baptist speaking. For The Lord spoke and said, The one you see the Spirit descending and remaining, he says, baptizes in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit keeps us through his power and through his spirit. Verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. That word earnest means down payment. Down payment. When you make an earnest payment to to buy a house, you're giving earnest money that you want to purchase that house and redeem it to the fullest live in it, take care of it. See, we, we've we been justified. We've been sanctified, but we're still waiting for our glorification, or glorify the redemption of the body, the Bible says. Well, he is the down payment our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. He's the guarantee. And all this will come to what an end—not an end, but a beginning—at the resurrection. There's coming a resurrection. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Read about the resurrection. First 1 Corinthians one twenty-two. Who have also sealed us and given us the earnest of His Spirit in our hearts. The earnest of Spirit in our hearts. That's only two two we're going to cover today. I want you to think about the Holy Spirit and how he needs to rule and reign in our lives. He's the spirit that draws us and convicts us and guides us and leads us and baptizes us and keeps us and fills us. The Bible says the paraclete, the one that comes alongside to help and to guide. The Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise. We are his body, and we should be led totally by his Holy Spirit. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, let his spirit. He will deal if you're Him to deal. If you reject, he'll go away and come back and come back. He won't. He said, I would the number perish. But he also says that my spirit will only strive with them. Don't reject the Holy Spirit today. Know that he's real, the third person of the Trinity, and is active in the body of Christ today. The Bible says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. By his stripes you're healed. He was chastised for your peace of mind. The precious Holy Spirit, the one that leads and guides. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. And he wants to take abode and abide on the inside of us. For greater is he that's in us, that's in the world. Pleasure, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. For this opportunity, Lord, to expound your word. And let us think upon these things today. And what you want to do, and how you want to lead in God, and how we need to yield to you, not grieve your Holy Spirit, but allow the Holy Spirit to have presence in our lives and in our churches. Save souls today, Lord. Heal bodies and minds. Deliver from addiction. Strongholds and people's love, tear them down, Lord. Heal the chronic illnesses today, Lord, that doctors say can't be healed. But you sent your word, and you healed us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming. Yeah.